Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Well, it's a very, very happy Gippsland-style Saturday morning to you, one at all, wherever you might be, in the wonderful region of Gippsland. It's great to have your company, Ian Doherty, here through until midday. And uh, not sitting alongside me today uh, is, of course, the great, the hard-working Brad Sinclair, who today is emceeing an LBGIQT uh, Mardi Gras festival in Hay, of all places, which I believe is about an hour north right up of Daniloquin. Sitting in instead is the great Dr. Dan Eddy. Dan, good morning to you. Hello, mate. And we're in beautiful sail, aren't we? And it is, it is beautiful today, considering what we've had the last few weeks. I think there'll be a few cricketers out on their ovals today celebrating and tennis players on their courts. You bet. T-shirt weather, no doubt about that. And, of course, election day as well, Ooh, yeah. Dan. So I'm sitting with the right Dan today, Dr. Dan Eddy, rather than the other Dan. But... I think um, I'm as liked as he is. No, I think you're uh, much better. Well, no, the polls say. That's true. Forget what you hear in the news. That's the polls true. are saying that he's likely to win. But uh, never talk uh, politics with friends, Dan. Or, Dan, I consider <laughs> you one of those. Hey, we've got plenty coming up on Saturdays in Gippsland for you today. And we're live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four-Wheel Drive Expo here at Sail Racetrack today. Please feel free to come down and say g'day. There's plenty going on. Caravans and all sorts of... Uh, there's a Toyota display over there, Dan. We're going to talk to the organisers of the show, of the expo, a little later on. And one of the best things, mate, is uh, I can see a showbag stand over there. Ah, yes, because that was your nickname when you played footy, Dan. Showbags, yeah, showbags, had a couple Eddie. of nicknames, had a couple. Yeah. The other one was uh, Stop Ducking Your Head. That was, the, that was a long nickname, that <laughs> Teammate, surely shouldn't say that to each other. <laughs> so in a shortened version, we will be uh, speaking a little later on to AFL Draft ho- uh, hopeful Bailey Humphrey. Mm. The show expo organiser Rod Locke would also be talking to a local golf legend a bit later on. Is that on. you? You're just talking to yourself? Or? No, I don't know if you've seen the scores from the uh, recent club championships at my golf club. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't remind us, the, remind us. legend category. Stone motherless last really? is a term that does come to mind. Wow. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Dan Eddy, Ian Dowdy here with you until midday live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four-Wheel Drive Expo for Saturdays in Gippsland. Plenty going on in the world of sport around us locally and around the world, Dan Eddy. You say what? Uh, including um, a bit of uh, soccer, the World Cup. Soccer is underway. And before that, cricket. Now, we were going to talk to a cricket guest. We can't do that, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll get her on another week because I she's want, a fascinating chat. It's a wonderful story, so we'll get to that later on. I want your view on this. The MCG, which is the crucible of cricket on this planet. Yeah. Certainly in this country, Australia versus England. You get goosebumps just thinking about it. The oh, MCG, Australia versus England. Massive lines outside waiting to get in, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, no, apparently not. They had 10,406 people there on Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I actually, there was more at uh, watching my brother play at Langather, I think. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think. I think that says a lot that, you know, we've just had the Cricket World Cup. Um it was a really unnecessary series that must have been just put in there for a bit of a money maker for the for the uh, CA, but uh, they've ended up probably losing a lot of money on it. Well, I think they're drowned in the honey, to quote a West Indian term. Yeah. But uh, too many World Cups, and not just cricket. <laughs> I mean, I'm World Cupped out. Are you? We've had Rugby Union, Rugby League, yeah. uh, cricket. 2020, yeah. Um, and there's a there was a Women's World Cup. Rugby um, league as well. Yeah, next year there's a women's soccer world cup. Yeah, so there's a, of course the soccer world cup, which has just started somewhere in uh, 
in the yeah. Sudan, they say. We had the Bocce World Cup in Morwell earlier in the year. Probably the biggest of the lot. Well, so. it did go very well for the Aussies, I can say. I don't think they won, but they went all right in They Morwell. competed. That was good. So um, I'm all World cup out. No, Dan. I can understand that. For me, the Soccer World Cup's my favourite tournament of any international tournament in the world, so I love it. Mm. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm really soaking it up. I've been watching a lot of the games. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think with the cricket... There is an overkill, and we've still got to now pump ourselves up for a test series, which against the West Indies team that hasn't been great over the last few years. So, yeah, there's a bit to um, there's a bit to take in, and there's only so much sport we can watch. No, true, but we are getting into the World Cup. The Aussies playing tonight. Of course, they lost their opening game against France 4-1. Yeah, not good. After the opening goal, it took the roof off the place. It was very, very exciting stuff. But my interest in this, I know it's after your own heart as well, Dan, uh, in Qatar, controversial decision by the host nation. No beer. And Are they fair income? And that's with one of your major sponsors being Budweiser. Or Heineken, was it? Budweiser or Heineken? Uh, I don't one know. Of one of the one two. Of the, but, yeah, global brand. But they wouldn't be wrapped. Um, no. And so you can't actually have it in any of the stadiums. You've got to go to a couple of hotels or something to do it. Well, there's a luxury hotel there selling six packs for Australian $146 for <laughs> six packs. <laughs> So you have to ring your bank manager before you have a beer. Wow, and, and which is normally your wife, and that's going to get that's <laughs> going to get a very big no. I imagine that uh, Mrs D won't be too. Oh no, Mrs D's a pretty good sport when it comes to that. She usually, I'll get home somewhere and she goes, oh, "I bought you some more. It's in the cupboard." So not 146 for a six. Well, I, I don't reckon she'd be doing it at 146. <laughs> now the other interesting thing watching the World Cup soccer uh, stoppage times. So you see they hold yeah. up the time three minutes of extra time before halftime all that stuff. They're holding it up now and it's 14 minutes. Yeah took me a while to go work out what is Why going is on. That? So I did a bit of homework on this. So what they're saying is they're trying to stop the time wasting and in particular the what they call the simulating. You know they go down with a fake injury uh, and every you know, single time you get near someone. So basically the the time off guys keeping record of all that and making them pay it back at the end of the half. That's very that's I like 100 that. years overdue that. That's fantastic. At least 100 this, years because that's simulating. What do you think about that as an Aussie? I reckon that's cheating. It's the only sport that does it. And if you notice that Oh, traditionally, Australian teams don't do it anywhere near to the level that other teams do. Keep an eye on that, but that's always been the case. I just don't think it's part of the Australian league. No, it's not. Stand. That's right. So even though they go over to um, England or wherever and they play overseas, it's still in them. And yeah. you notice, particularly when they play for Australia, yes, you'll have the odd one go down, but never to the level of... You, the kids must be trained in it. Oh, they overseas. are. But I, you'll see the slow motion replay, and there's no contact. He's missed him by three inches, but yeah. he's gone down like he's been shot. Imagine if uh, I'm just thought, if Alistair Clarkson saw that with one of his players at training. Come on. Oh, well, he wouldn't. <laughs> as I say, it's not the Aussie way, no doubt about that. But the World Cup soccer, and the Aussies playing tonight Nine against o'clock. Tunisia. It's the winnable one. We're probably. Tunisia is probably thinking the same thing. This yeah. is the winnable. So yeah. this is the key one. If we lose this, we're done. If we win this, there's some real interest in the Denmark game in a couple of days' time. And Denmark are pretty good too. So yes. stay tuned on that one. The World Cup soccer this afternoon. We're going to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. We're live from the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Racecourse. We're here until midday. Plenty more Saturdays in Gippsland coming up right after this break. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. And come on down to the Great Outdoors Expo, 4x4 Expo here at Gippsland. The sale race course it is and everything going on here. People flowing through, a good crowd in yep. here, Dan Eddie. 
Uh, Lots of shorts and thongs. It's a nice weather out here now. One of those perfect Beautiful. days for it. And plenty of camping and other stuff and related stuff to see. And the crowd look very, very happy. We're um, here in front of the bar. I was just going to say, where are we? Uh, you, you decided where we were going to set up, didn't you? Yeah, so, well, I'll give, I'll give Bruce... Was that Bruce? A, a, Bruce might have decided the outside the bar. Credit for that, but right out the front of the bar. <laughs> it's a great place and we're crowd watching here at the moment as well. At sale. George made the decision, we're told. There we go. Hey, listen, uh, AFL draft time coming up uh, yeah. to Dan. And uh, this is a special story. It took my interest during the week. Now, you hear a lot of these draft hopefuls coming up and they're talking about where they want to get drafted, etc. Mm. This is a different story again. Did a little bit of research on this one Good. as well. Um, joining us on the line is draft hopeful, Gippsland boy, Bailey Humphrey. G'day, Bailey. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. Good, mate, and welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Won't hold you up. I know that you're really busy in the draft, not far away. You recently made an announcement with yourself in, rela in relation to Mindful Australia. Can you tell us about that, Bailey? Yeah, so I am lucky enough to now be an ambassador for Mindful Australia. Okay, so we know the answer to the question, but how did that come about? There was a friend of yours, Riley Pearce, an old footy mate and an under-16 captain of Maui Football Club, that took his own life very sadly, and that sort of changed things for you a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, as you said, I had a best mate that took his own life to suicide, and, um, yeah, mental health is extremely important to me, so, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be now with them, and they're helping me through and supporting me, and, yeah, I'm trying to raise, raise awareness for it. So what does that entail for you, mate? What... Um... You know, you're only a young guy to be to be having to think about those sort of things yourself. So, what what does an ambassador for that type of thing do for you? Do you go and speak to school kids, or, or how does that work? Um, I think it's it's a bit of everything. Like, it's just what I'm comfortable with, and that's what Mindful Australia are great. That it's just about how comfortable you are and whether you have time for it. It's not they're forcing you to do it. They just they want me to help, and they just said whenever you can and. Whatever you're comfortable with, you can do. So, um, happy with that. How do you help, Bailey? How how do you help? Well, great question. I I just I'm a big communicator, and I think that's the most important thing. So, mm -hmm. communication. I I do a lot of communicating. Uh, and and you're a credit to yourself already, mate. You can tell that. You know, we we look back on um, draftees in their first year, don't we, Wiz? And uh, they they can be some pretty embarrassing interviews and and things like that. But you're obviously um, taking it on board to to get yourself in front of a camera and, and but you speak so well already, mate. Which mm. is a credit to yourself, given given your age. Uh, how how daunting has that been for you to to try and actually step into that next next stage? Yeah, I'm definitely getting used to it now. Like I've had a lot of interviews and stuff like that but at the start I used to put my pants a little bit and shake and be nervous but I'm getting a little bit used to it. We still do mate. So yeah we still don't have any consolation you want to see Dan at the moment. Now there's a very question for young athletes in particular of people and athletes heading in the right direction when it comes to mental health and mindfulness these days with people like yourself getting involved at this age. Do you reckon we're heading in the right direction with it? Say that again. I didn't really get that one. So, do, do you think that we're as a as a world, if you like, heading in the right direction in relation to mental health and mindfulness with young athletes and getting involved in particular? Um, definitely, I think I think it's it's coming down to it's it's not weak to speak and it's people actually getting out there and putting their feelings out there to someone else, so someone else feels comfortable doing it as well. And that's why I'm trying to use my little bit of, I guess, platform and 
talk about my feelings as well so that people look at me and say, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. So I think, yeah, we're definitely getting better. Well, there's um, a great many Australians that we lose every year to suicide, sadly, and particularly young people. What you're doing here, Bailey, is using your platform as someone that's uh, going to build a lot of notoriety as, a, as an AFL footballer. It's very clear you're going to be drafted uh, and you're bringing awareness around uh, this issue. So um, we take our hat off to you first and foremost. Yeah, we do, mate. And uh, anyone who knows me knows my mental health struggles as well over the years and the battles I've had. And I can remember when I was first starting to experience that sort of thing, in uh, my late teens, there wasn't anyone to talk to about any of that stuff. Not, not, I'm not saying I would have, but there wasn't anyone to look up to and say, oh, he's going through it, so I know I can go in that direction or I can speak to them. So it's really important, I think, for you that you're doing this, even at such a young age, because uh, you're going to find that there's so many kids coming through that high school phase that are going to be thinking, oh, wow... Um, Maybe maybe I can listen to him and 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 he can you know he can I, I will talk to mum or I will talk to my mate. So Bailey, is there a, yeah, um, no, how do, we, how do people find out more information about Mindful Australia? Is there a website or what's the, how do you suggest people connect with you? Oh, on social media, there's Instagram, Facebook, on Google. You just search up Mindful Australia, and there's everything yep. everything you need to know. Yeah, okay, and it's run by Matt Runnels, who uh, is is very passionate about the cause as well. He is. They're a very great organisation. I loved your slogan too, mate. This should be on a T-shirt or something. It's not weak to speak. That's about as good a quote as you can get, I reckon. That that, uh, that sums everything up. Yep, definitely. So before we let you go, Bailey, of course, it's been a big season of footy for you this year with Gippsland Power. And, uh, of course, uh, early next week, you're going to find out where you're going. Do you have any... I don't want to talk about draft tampering. He was certainly not doing that. Have you got any hope about where you're going to wind up? Who's um, who's who's showing some interest in Bailey Humphrey? Um, oh, Gold Coast are showing interest. There's a couple. Gold Coast, Hawthorne, um, Geelong as well. And then there's a bit of Essendon as well between pick four and seven. Good, good to hear. Hey, my cousin is Cal Burns, who I dare, dare say is talking to you. He's the no, Suns recruiter. Yeah, yeah, Young Cal, I taught him all he knew. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure he'll be doing everything to get you over the line, mate. So uh, yep. he, they run a good show up. They actually do run a good show up there, the Suns. So they cop a bit yeah, of heat, but they're... Uh, so I'm glad he's talking to you. But uh, feel free to come to the Bombers, mate. We'll take you there for sure. Love you at the Cats, Bailey. I know you're a Cats <laughs> supporter too. Uh, time's got away from us, Bailey. Good luck with the draft during the week and uh, hats off to you for the great work you're doing for Mindful Australia, www.mindfulaus.org is where to go. It's not weak to speak, Bailey. Humphrey, good luck in the draft, mate. Thanks for your well time done, today. Mate. Thank you for having me. Thank you. There we go, Bailey Humphrey. Draft hopeful, and he will go in the top ten. He'll a be very good footballer. He could host this show the way he speaks already. He's already ahead of us. How good is he? Hey? No, full credit to him and, and to his parents and just the environment he's come up in. I know the Gippy Power um, run really do uh, mentor kids, boys and girls, yeah. uh, and uh, it's evident when you talk to someone like Bailey. We're going to take a break here on SEN Track. You're listening to us live from the Gippsland Great Outdoor 4x4 Expo here in Sale through until midday, Brad and Ian. And uh, we've got plenty more local and national sport coming up right after this break. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed, and we're live here from the Sale Race Course uh, this morning through until midday for the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo. Here, plenty to see going on here. Ian and Dan, as I said, through until midday. Great to have your company. AFLW Grand Final tomorrow, and I know you're a big aficionado of this, Dan. Um, yep. Give us a quick uh, synopsis of what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> well, the first thing for me, uh, it's Brisbane Lions hosting. Melbourne Demons, um, yep. two best teams. Yep, but and they have been all year, haven't they? Yeah, and, and Demons are coming off last year's loss when the, the farewell supposedly for Daisy and it didn't go to plan, so yeah, she's, so done, she's gone around. Again. She's done the John Farnham and gone around again, and, and played all right too. Has played all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. she's more than earned her spot, but. Yeah. Um, but it's just the interesting, isn't it, the ground? A couple of years ago, we had 50,000 at Adelaide Oval. It was like a, a men's grand final there. It was unbelievable. And now we're going to a suburb in Brisbane, Springfield Central Stadium in Ipswich, the new Brisbane Swishbang facility. But we're going to go and play the grand final out there in front of friends and family almost compared to the... Well, well they're saying they can fit 8,000 or 7,000 in there. Gee whiz. But I've heard other people say 2,000. Springfield, isn't that where, isn't that Bart Simpsons, Simpsons yeah, hometown? No. It, it is, and it probably feels like you're going out to there. It's a fair way out. It's in Ipswich. Yeah, it's up that way, um, isn't it? But I just, I just felt it was a bit of a backward step, you know, to, to be going from a big thing to that. Yeah, big thing Who's indeed. Who's your tip? Because you watch every game. Demons. Demons uh, definitely. Brisbane for me. 2.40 tomorrow afternoon. Melbourne versus Brisbane AFLW Grand Final. More Saturdays at Gippsland. We've got to go to the newsroom for an update. We'll be back with more after that. your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. And we're live from the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four-Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Turf Club here with Dan Eddy. And it's great to have your company, ladies and gentlemen. What a great place this is. And you've just about hurt your neck. You're looking at... There's so many things to look at here. Oh, there's a lot of foot traffic and... Uh yeah, lots to look at, so it's been good. But so some uh, new Toyotas over there. I see the Hilux Ute the, uh, and the uh, big four-wheel drives there. There's plenty to look at new vehicles. There's that, caravans here from Ian Grant's Caravans. That's very much... Local manufacturer. That's very much your um, your balance sheet, whereas I'm looking more at the show bags and thinking, can I afford one for young Ernie? <laughs> uh, maybe maybe a Vaclock for, for mum, I can see. Yeah, uh, yeah portable That's the way to go. Get seller. over here to the Vaclock stand and check Getting this out. All over um, that. Looks pretty impressive. Yeah, um, Actually, I hear, I hear the, the lady running the show had a big night last night in town. <laughs> so she's, she's done all right to front up today. So lots of little ideas. Looking at a small caravan in front of us as well. Looks like a little camper trail that goes off-road there. Not very big, but it looks like a good thing too. Plenty to look at here. Oh, and don't forget tornado spuds there here they as are well. Yummy. So it's one of those sort of days down here. The weather is absolutely perfect. So if you're in the area or coming past sale today, Make sure you come in and say good day here at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo. And we were going to be talking to Rod, who's the owner of the show, because this uh, takes place everywhere. They don't just it's have like it here. A carnival it. type thing, is it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but I don't know where Rod is. We'll just keep an eye out for him over the next few minutes. As always, is our plan. We wanted someone to rock in at a certain time. They wouldn't be here. 
but <laughs> anyway, we might keep going with that. Just talking before the break there uh, to Bailey Humphrey, who's mm. going to be drafted there. And it feels like it might be Gold Coast is showing a lot of interest. He's a Geelong supporter, he told me, oh. off here as well. So he'd love to play for the Cats. And I've seen him play. I'd love him to play for the Cats, oh, by the way. That's a very biased opinion. But, but, uh, it's a big time for these young blokes to get drafted, coming into a football club, and they're coming back from their holidays now. And, of course, there's been a big appointment at one club we talked about earlier in the year in Saturdays at Gippsland too. They wear the blue and white vertical stripes. Mm, been a big off-season. And they've it? got a new coach. And we actually got a little grab here, which is pretty impressive, this. We'll just run with this now while we wait and talk to Rod. Mm. But this is a touch of what uh, Bailey might be exposed to if he gets uh, picked up earlier by the Kangaroos or alternative by the Gold Coast. But this is uh, Alastair Clarkson talking to the Kangaroos, his first speech to his players as their new coach. This is you guys. That patch right there. And so this... I won't bore you with it now. There's actually a, a poem called The Dash. It's just making the most of the opportunity you've got. Now, The Dash is really 80 years in hundreds and hundreds of years of living civilization, but in terms of the 80 years that you've got, what are you going to do with those 80 years? And in terms of maybe the 10 years you've got of playing footy, what are you going to do with that 10 years? Because this doesn't go forever. What do you guys have got the opportunity to do right now is really, really special. Really, really special. But you'll quickly find out here that we ain't getting involved in this footy club, all on the basis, just like, oh, we're just searching for players that can play the game. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're searching for players that can play in an AFL premiership team. So there'll be some players that will come and go from here and they've come and gone from other places that I've been at too. They say, oh, he's capable of playing league footy, yeah. There's a lot of boys capable of playing league footy. There's a lot of them that will get that opportunity. They can play. Can they play at the highest level on the last Saturday in September and be part of a team that holds the silverware at the end of the day? That's what we're searching for. And that's what we, Toddy mentions before about high performance. Everything, whether it's what you do down in the gym, whether it's you do with Mary with the, in the mental health space and the, the high performance space, whether it's to do with your training, whether it's to do with your lifestyle away from the footy club, everything is about this dash, giving yourself the best opportunity at this footy club and we'll, do, we'll put resources in place to help you as best you can to maximise your opportunity to be the best you can be and the best, more importantly, we can be. So it's all about sacrificing the me for the we and the whole of society in all your lives is trying to make it about the individual and we're trying to make it about the group. Do you want to dig in, you lads, and learn some stuff about footy and say, we're going to do this together? You guys that are sitting down here and all the staff that are sitting on the outside, we are doing this together, the whole lot of us. Okay, we are doing this together. And if we do, geez, you look how quickly this can happen. You look how quickly it can happen. Wonder how quickly it will happen. Uh, Dan, Eddie, Elsa Clarkson, they're talking to his players for the first time. Surely, if you've been in footy long enough, you've heard that sort of stuff before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it still gets the hairs going, doesn't it? Uh, and I haven't got many on the head anymore, <laughs> but it still gets the hairs going on the back of the neck because he just, uh, if that doesn't get the kids um, 
power to you know focus because you do you as your kid coming up through the junior ranks is sort of me 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 yeah and you've suddenly got to ch- totally alter your thinking well the other thing is that they've had drummed into them this is a great coach of the modern era coming in there yeah. and saying we're doing it together so <laughs> yeah. that might just get their attention I reckon I don't know hard to work out some of the millennials tell you who here. else has got our attention well he has now he's just joined us here we're live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Turf Club through and until midday if you're in the area make sure you pop in and have a look around there's plenty to see and I have the managing director of GTR Events which is the owner of Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo and that's uh, Rod Lockwood. Rod's joining us now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Yeah, good morning. It's good to be here. So you're a busy guy, Rod, and yeah. uh, you're looking very calm and collective while the show's on. This is not the only one you do no. like this. It travels around. So where else is the Great Outdoor Four-Wheel Drive Expo on? Yeah, the Great Outdoor and 4x4 Expos uh, travel all around Victoria. We, uh, we start uh, next year after sale in March in yep. Mornington. Yep. Then it goes to Ballarat, it goes to Mildura, yep. um, it'll be in uh, Yarra Glen, uh, it'll be in um, uh, Shepparton. So who picks these venues out? You sort of drive around and go, this would be all right. Well, there, there's a whole calendar of caravan and camping shows yep. and you can't just muscle in on people. Yeah, yeah. So over many years we've established regions where we fit in, where the events are viable yep. and where regional communities support them. So we've got great support and we've built up a brand the caravan companies and camping companies and all the outdoor companies, 4x4s, they support us mm-hmm. now. Um, so we're really proud of our events and um, we've, um, they just continue uh, to be very popular. And, and Rod, how do you um, judge whether one's been a success or not? How, what are your sort of benchmarks? The backbone of these events are the exhibitors. So if the caravan of four-wheel drive companies are coming here, then if they're selling, if they're getting good leads, yep. for us, that's a success. Okay. And, and it's all about supporting the industry. Uh, but then in return, putting on a show that is really entertaining, uh, where people can educate themselves, and it's actually worth buying a ticket to come. Yep. And you can see by the numbers that are here, uh, we've got a formula on how we do it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this is a place where there's no pressure. If you don't want to buy, if you just want to learn, if you want to look at the latest products, these shows are perfect for that because no one's going to strong arm you. Yep. Mm. Um, Plenty around here. What's the charge to get in? It's $16 full price and $13 concession. It's pretty good. It's good value. value for what you see. So if you're walking in the gate right now, what would you expect to see? Uh, We've got a whole range of four-wheel drive uh, products, um, all the caravan and camping accessories, We've got the latest range of uh, campers, camper vans, mm-hmm. hybrids, and the big caravans. And there are some beautiful new models. Yeah, out. there are too. Mate of mine bought one just recently from a local guy, Ian Grant, I think, who's oh, yeah. uh, exhibiting here as well. It's Absolutely. A, just an amazing piece of equipment. And it's amazing what it's they get into. Better than my house. Them. Well, they're incredible. I mean, you know, if you're so inclined, if you a lot of Victorians now. Yeah. And why wouldn't you with the weather patterns we've experienced recently? Oh, don't talk to me about the weather, Rod. So many people say to me, we're just going away for four months now. Yeah. The whole winter. We, why we, wouldn't you? And uh, they, they can buy a van now, even with washing machines and dryers. You know, there's no <laughs> reason to rough it if you don't want to. So a friend of mine did that. She actually uh, hooked up the caravan with her husband. They took off after Queensland for a little while, found Yapoon, yep. fell in love with it, didn't yeah. come back. No. Stayed there. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of superannuated people now who live on the road. Yeah. They've sold up and uh, they've either bought an investment uh, in, in the city they come from and they live on the road because there's a really good community. And what I notice, and we speak to a lot of people even coming through the gates, they're good people. 
and they have a great time. They look after each other on the road, and you can make so many friends. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. this is the thing. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. And everybody loves it. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. Did, uh, did the whole COVID disruption over a couple of years, did that greatly alter what you do or did you have to rethink how you go about it? Well, put us out of business. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> well, well, you're still pretty, here, right? It can't pretty be horrible. Yeah, yeah, how hard well, was yeah, it to Luckily, it we survived. Yeah. But, uh, I've got to tell you, but uh, um, it did change because um, the desire for people to get out of Victoria after oh, the big, long lockdowns yeah, yeah, yeah. drove the success of the market. Okay. So our numbers this year have been fantastic yeah. because people are really keen to get on the road and get out there. Yeah. Mm. And they're everywhere, no doubt about it. Every time I'm on the Princess Highway going through here, there's caravans everywhere. So yeah, that's right. It must be working. So uh, if I've just walked in the gate you're talking to me now, who have I got to go and see? What's one of the, other than the portable vacuum sealer over there, which looks like a good product, what else have I got to see while I'm here? Well, you've, um, you've got a Ward RV with all the different accessories that you need to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the uh, we've got Toyotas here with their towing vehicles. Uh, we've got TJM up there with all their um, tow, tow bars and equipment, bull bars, etc. Um, the amount of caravans here, you know, you mentioned Ian Grant's, yep. you know, brilliant company, Jayco are here. Yep. Um, you've got uh, Apache, you've got Swag. I mean, I could go on for hours. You've been the whole day here. Well, that's yeah? the point. Yeah, and okay. you come here with your questions. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of safety things that you need yeah. to know. And, yeah, and, and, technical stuff. You know, there's people here that can answer your questions. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can even buy yourself a hat or a shirt or whatever you need for an outdoor lifestyle. Yeah. It's right here. Well, no excuses, ladies and gentlemen. If you're anywhere in the region of Gippsland, today's the day and tomorrow all day as well. The Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four-Wheel Drive Expo. And thanks to Rod Lockwood, the Managing Director from GTR Events, for joining us very quickly today. I appreciate it because I know how busy you are organising a show like this. So uh, thanks for popping in and we'll probably see you. We're walking around later on with a hot dog or something happening with some of these caravans. Dan, what do you reckon? Sounds good, I reckon. He's sold it pretty well. You've done this before. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so, no doubt about it. Anyway, Rod Locker, thank you very much for joining us. It's time for us to take a break here at SEN Track. We're live from the Gippsland Great Outdoor and four-wheel drive Expo More Sport here on Saturdays in Gippsland right through until midday. Don't go anywhere. More coming up after this. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Great to have your company and we're live here at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Turf Club. Ian Doherty, Dan Eddy through until midday. Time for a bit of local sport flavour, Dan. I know you're very much into that. This is an interesting one. I've got a connection at the Yalorn Golf Club. The connection might be that I'm a member. It doesn't mean I'm a very good player, as the results in the yeah, I have been club asking around. I did go down there this week and ask around. And I don't think you finished too highly at the club championships this week. No, you? I think the term is stone muddleless last or close <laughs> really? enough to How it, many were in it? How many people? Too many. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is an interesting story because the winner coming out of the A-grade competition, the club championships at your lawn golf club this week, was a chap called Rick Mellon. Mm-hmm. And Rick joins us on the line now. Rick, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thank you. Uh, great to have you, mate. I realise you're away on your golf trip. We're going to talk about that a little later on. But uh, last yep. week was the final round of the club championships at your lawn. Now, the reason I'm asking you about this is, as a former winner of this club championships, in fact, 12 
times before <laughs> this, 12 times in 13 years, as yeah. a matter of fact. Uh, his yeah. last win, so correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, was 2006, and pretty much not long after that, you packed up and went and worked in the mines over the other side of Australia. Yeah, that's correct. So for a good 10 years or more? Uh, yeah, nine and a half, yeah. How much golf did you play while you were over there? Uh, none over there. But when I came home, I probably played twice a year. Right. <laughs> so twice a year. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell a story here because what I know about you, Rick, I've spoken to you briefly. briefly. You probably wouldn't tell this story about yourself, but I, I think this is a fabulous story. So 10 or more years working in the mines, dusting off the clubs every now and then, maybe once, twice a year just for a social hit. Uh, settled back in the area recently, Rick, about, what, 12, 18 months ago? Is that right? Uh, moved back to Newborough three years ago, yeah. And, okay, uh, all right. Started, joined up again, yeah. So joined up at your lawn again, and uh, a, uh, Reuben Kincaid, the club captain, not the manager of the Partridge family down, I know that was a look on your face, <laughs> gave you a handicap of two, as I understand it, and your eyes nearly popped out of your head. You hadn't played for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But less than two years down the track, what's your handicap now? Uh, plus one. Plus one. Right. Yeah. So he, he goes all right this Similar bloke, to you, yeah. Okay. Similar You've, to yours. You're following the story. So mm. club championships comes around, there's all these young blokes lining up. Yeah. They've got all the right shoes on, the right clothes on. Out. Pumping the chest, strutting around like peacocks. Yeah. A little bit of a game about how they're going to go. Let me give you the final score here. You've built this up. Rick Mellon, uh, over three rounds, shot a off-the-stick score of three under par, 213. <laughs> To win by six strokes. Wow. They didn't see him coming, these young peacocks. Yeah? That's his 13th <laughs> championship in a row. It's like the pool shark, isn't he, that uh, just uh, stalks the billiard tables? Well, he didn't play for 10 years. Yeah. Now, Rick, I'm doing all the talking here. We're going to talk to you. 50 years old, playing off plus one and winning your 13th club championship. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty did, exciting, did you... actually. Um, yeah, I was pretty, pretty determined this year. Did you just surprise yourself that you were able to just pick it up like riding a bike, mate? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle at the start, but, uh, yeah, got, got some consistency going, and, yeah, I just, yeah. Just consistency. No practice, so, uh, play one a week, and, yeah. <laughs> Ian Doherty's out every night playing and did you actually see Ian on the course at all, no, uh, Rick? Because he, he was out there, I apparently. I actually haven't met Ian yet. No, no, well, so I play early in the morning, so I'm usually finished and sitting in the bar by now. In they fact, I, the... I, between you and me, Rick, I suspect they're playing this in the bar as we speak. Uh, and some of those other young peacocks that were expected to win this championship now listening to you. They do get the sort of rabble out of the way early, don't they? they and do. then they bring the big guns yeah, Mate, in. I'm in the bar before Rick turns off. <laughs> yeah. They get the serious players out there in the afternoon. Now, Rick, in all seriousness, now, this is a great achievement, OK? So not playing for 10 years, coming back uh, beyond a scratch marker, Three under par over 54 holes, a winner by six. But um, there's a special dedication for this win too, wasn't there, Rick? Yeah, I uh, lost my um, dad uh, three months ago and he was a big inspiration to me in golf early days and uh, just in life in general. Uh, it was pretty Bloody hell, he must have been a good him. inspiration to you, mate. You, yeah, he's taught you to play some decent golf. Yeah, yeah, he was always there. Always there. So it's a great dedication, 13th title. Yeah. I know my um, my brother takes his young sons out when he goes for a hit of golf, and it, it rubs off, clearly. Um, you know, that, that time with your dad and playing 
doing that sport and uh, you know dad might try and impart some skills on you and you say shut up dad I just want to hit the ball but just what was that like uh, growing up mate you obviously grew to love the game yeah I did yeah yeah he, he, he loved the game he didn't pick it up till he was uh, 40 around 40 years old which is just after I was born and um, yeah we all spent a lot of time out in the golf course together awesome. so he won a club championship at Yulon as well didn't he Nah, he was club captain for a few years. Ah, club captain, that's what it was too. Uh, Ruben was showing me that. By the way, father's influence is important. My father was a professional golfer. What excuse have I got? I've got a 15 handicap. I've got him to blame. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. There there must be... I know there's a plaque for you, uh, um, Ian, outside the course, sort of when you hit it out of bounds, it's the Ian Doherty wing. But uh, Rick must almost have a statue at this golf club by now. Well, I know they're listening down there. I think a statue would be in order. 13 club championships, yeah. uh, 12 of them across a 13-year period. But to come back and do it the way he's done it. <laughs> hey, Rick, we're really proud of you, mate. It's a great achievement. Now, I know you're up in Swan Hill at the moment with your mates on a golf trip and you're playing at one of my favourite golf courses, Murray Downs. Yes, we are, yeah. We've, um, we do this trip... Uh, Every year, there's a group of us. Uh, we lost a good mate of ours um, back in about 15, 16 years ago. So we play in his honour, the Rick Gorsey Peckerhead Cup, we call it. Ah, now Rick, of course, is a, he's a uh, your lawn man as well because we had that uh, Rick, Rick Gorsey day a couple, of da- a couple of weeks ago. He had to wear a loud shirt or something. Great golf clubs. Yeah. We're going to talk to more golf clubs here on Saturdays in Gippsland too, I think, Dan, in show, the future. I reckon. Well, just a thought out of uh, out of the box there at own show. Hey, I might Rick, learn how to play. Won't hold you up. I know you're turning off at about an hour there, and it's intimidating enough for the blokes you're playing against right now <laughs> that you've just done a media interview before you start. <laughs> that should get them on the back foot. And good luck around Murray Downs. I know it's a great course. I look forward to catching up with you down at your lawn sometime soon. No worries. That'd be good. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah. Well done, that's Thanks, Rick Redden. Catching up with Rick, he won't even let you in the same room as him. He'll have his own bar, you'll be down the back somewhere. Well, they should be calling it the Rick Mellon Bar, I reckon. That's, uh, I might be stepping on some toes there. If they make a plaque for me, it'll be, here once sat a man who drank three light beers and went home <laughs> and cried about a terrible score. That'd be about as good as I could get there. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland here on SEN Track. We're live from the Gippsland. Great outdoor four-wheel drive. Expo, and uh, we are coming up to the news shortly, Dan. But just in a shortened variety today, we've still got plenty to come here on Saturdays at Gibson. We're going to talk a little bit about golf too, because the Australian Open is on say, next yeah. week as well. And don't forget, hot or not, our little segment later on. Thanks to yeah, Donald. Got a couple there for you. You've got. You've already been. You've done your homework. I've got a couple. Yeah, the, the small bit of homework I've done. But uh, the golf. You know, the golf would be exciting for you in particular. You, you watch ball by ball. It'd be a with the, with having the big guns back in Australia. It's pretty exciting too, isn't it? It is. But I, you know, we talked about this before, Dan. The PGA Tour and the Live Golf thing that's going on, and, and the PGA Tour have made Live to be out the bad guys. You know, a professional golf has got one job, and that's to play for money. So let's not blame them for that. But the PGA Tour had spread themselves so wide that the Australian Tour couldn't exist anymore. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I grew up going to the Vic Open and the yeah. Masters and the Australian Open. They were massive tournaments yeah. and the crowd was nine yeah. deep watching Greg Norman go around. They're all gone. So so much so that Adam Scott and um, Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, they're all back playing in Australia for the first time in three years. What Didn't even have an like? Australian Open last year. What were the crowds like? Massive. Yeah. Watch it on TV. Yes, so Australian PGA at the moment in Brisbane. And of course, Cameron Smith, I haven't seen the scores this morning, but... Uh, was just one off the lead 
Uh, it's a great. Oh, he's done a great job too. Came in with he brought um, the trophy back too, which is always handy. And when they're you... all sneaking a couple of beers at <laughs> Queensland Rugby League legends having a, just a frothy out of the British Pretty Open. Cool, isn't uh, it? That's yeah. that is uh, fantastic. So he's a you'll, very down to earth young man. He's young. You'll be doing that with Rick Mellon's Cup, I reckon. Oh, uh, just I've a actually of light beers. Out of I've that. seen the trophy that Rick gets, and it is so a very envious. impressive and uh, lots of names engraved on it. It's an old club. So. Your name on it. You're kidding. <laughs> you get an award for last? Or? Nah. No. They, they're sensible. They'd even be wiping my fingerprints off it if I touched it. <laughs> nah, no no chance whatsoever there. But what an achievement that is from Rick. Out of the game, 10 years. Yeah, it's one of the great comebacks when you think about it. Oh, yeah. just fantastic. And three it, rounds of 74, 70 and 69. Now, I can tell, that is a difficult golf course. Do you reckon he's just strutting around with the mates up there on the Murray River today? Just... Uh... You know what, boys? I am actually surely still got it. He's at the golf trip. There's a lot of band again. They'll be practicing, getting ready to start at twelve thirty. He goes, "Sorry, boys, I've just got to do a radio interview <laughs> about my last win." Can you hold on to my cup? I've, I've <laughs> brought, brought it up with me. <laughs> nah, fantastic. Good on him, Rick Mellon. What a lovely bloke he is too, yeah. and nicely dedicated it to the memory of his father. So, uh, and he yeah. humoured you, which was a good thing too. He was very nice to humored me, you. and he didn't have to be. All his mates would tell him what a crap golfer I am. Who, who, who's that bloke with Dan Eddy that's talking to you about golf? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll be the bloke in the plus twos next week just to get noticed. Hey, yeah, listen to Saturdays at Gippsland here, and we are live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo. If you're in the area, pop down and say good day. There's plenty to look at around here. We need to go to the newsroom, Dan, for a quick news update, mm. and back with more Saturdays at Gippsland right after that. This is Saturdays at Gippsland. More coming up. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. And we're live here from the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo at the Sale Turf Club here in the beautiful city of Sale. And we're here right through until midday today, Ian Doherty and Dan Eddy. Now, we didn't know there's enough earlier on. There's been a bit of controversy during the week revisited uh, around the Australian cricket team, Dan. And uh, mm. in particular, the way in which Justin Langer's exit had been handled. Yeah. Was he sacked? Was he marched? Oh, he was clearly. So they gave him a contract, but it was like half the odds and six months and all that sort of stuff. So After he'd already done everything they asked him to do. To yeah, so in the commercial world, we'd call that constructive dismissal, where that made okay. his role untenable. Yeah. So it's as good as being sacked, and I think they knew exactly what they were doing. So it started up earlier this week where um, mm. Justin came out with some comments here talking about some of the cowards behind the scenes in relation to his dismissal. Everyone was being nice to my face, and I was reading about it, this stuff. I'm going... And half of it, I swear to God, on my kids' lives, it was like, I cannot believe this is one making the papers. I've got to believe there's, you know, you hear a lot of journalists use the word source. A source says. Mm -hmm. I would say, change that with a coward. A coward says. Not a source, because what do you mean a source says? They've either got an axe to grind with someone and they won't come and say it to your face, or they're just leaking stuff for their own agenda. I hate that. Well, he hates that. I like it. Cowards. We're, Strong uh, words, aren't they? I love it. Yeah. Imagine he was in the club land. He wouldn't be... He'd be um, censored and he'd be in trouble for them. I'm glad he's not in a... He can just say what he wants. And he's and he, you know he's a truthful bloke. Well, you can say what he really feels. But the interesting part about it... I and mean, this is one of the reasons I don't coach footy anymore. 
what he's suggesting is that the team directed who's going to be coach of the... You know, the we, we don't want that. to do that. We don't want to do that. No, I'm led to believe there's a couple of AFL clubs where that's going on. And Someone gets dropped to the twos. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that you know? happened at my club. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, <laughs> but that um, that is... That's what I thought was going on. Mm. You know, that it always got messaged differently than that. And Pat Cummins came out and said what he said. But um, you always felt this was what was going on behind the scenes, which leads to an in- inevitable ending. You're right. And he's just still passionate about it. My understanding is that that was recorded some time ago. That wasn't as recent as we think it was. Oh, okay. Now, whether the fire still burns as hard or not. But he did come back when the suggestion was there's a rift between himself and the captain, mm. Pat Cummins. And um, he had this to say. So he's recently spoken to Pat Cummins. Well, seriously, I've been blown away by the last few days. Paddy, ironically, I spoke to Paddy on Monday. We had a long talk about how the team was going and how you know, how's, he's going, how his family's going. And then all this, some of this rubbish is complete and utter rubbish. I've got so much respect for Paddy Cummins. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's an outstanding human being. And uh, so any thought that there's... War between Paddy mate, could not be further from the truth. There was sort of talk about relating the word coward with Pat uh, Cummins. It could not be further. If you listen to the podcast, I was actually praising Pat. I was praising Finch. I was praising Tim Payne for giving me the feedback. Like it was magic. I was actually complimenting them, not criticising them as it's come out. But, you know, it turns into a bushfire. What do you do? Have you spoken to Pat since then? Yeah, I have. I, I spoke to him. Well, we texted last night. Um, he'd been at a Christmas party with his family. Uh, I got a message. Steve Smith rang me at lunchtime yesterday. We had a great talk. The vice captain, you know, um, I got again ironically two days before I got half a dozen birthday messages from all the boys. Uh, Nathan Lyon sent me a birthday message. Mitch, my, all you know, the rest. I've been in touch with these guys ever since I stopped being in the team and I can't wait for the test match to start on next week and the reason I can't wait because I haven't seen them I have not seen the boys since uh, since I finished in February I keep reading about Langer's got to let it go and he's bitter and twisted oh man I've never been happier in my whole life I feel really happy Ryan and I'm really all this the only thing I'm not happy about is what's happened in the last few days it just doesn't make sense I love my four years as coaching of of Australia it was brilliant didn't end as we like, as I would have liked. That's life, right? That's the business. It's a tough business. But I've got fond memories. Those guys we're talking about, I ate with them. I drank with them. I celebrated with them. We got through COVID together. We got through sandpaper together. We won the World Cup together. We won the Ashes together. They're like my little <laughs> brothers. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you add it all up, he's done a fair bit with them. That's, that's certainly true. Is that a back down from him, saying that he loves the players? Well, oh, it's interesting, isn't it? I take it as... His coward remarks are sent towards people that, that yeah. I, I take it that uh, his coward remarks were more to do with uh, staff, uh, like, you know, like execs, than yeah. it was to do with the players, which wasn't the way it was communicated in the media afterwards. So Yeah, no, that's that true. And credit to Channel 7 Perth there for that audio, yeah, no terrific. doubt about it. Interesting that the CEO is Craig Hockley. Cricket Australia, somebody Hockley, anyway, mm. uh, an anonymous administrator sitting in the corner office with the big black leather chair, uh, said there was some factual incorrectness about uh, some yeah. of his comments. Come- like, surely, so that it doesn't blow into something worse than it already has, yeah. someone would advise him to shut up. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? I think he made it worse by pushing back. Yeah? Just let yeah. JL get it off his chest and everybody moves on. I and- 
That, that's just the act of a clown, isn't it? Well, I've questioned. I've got a real detachment with the Aussie cricket team, and I think it's to do with the way it's been run for quite a while now. I just, it's there's something not. So funny you say that. Does that go back to our conversation earlier in the show about 10,407 people turning up to the MCG Maybe. last Tuesday to watch the well, England-Australia game? Yeah, well, I wouldn't have gone because I, I've had that disconnect for a while, but that's that's part player, that's part administrator, it's part the way it's been messaged. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've lost that. I, I actually enjoyed the World Cup more for watching the likes of Pakistan and those guys come out and do what they did for some reason. And that's that. I love my Aussie... Cricket team always have, but it just is just I just it's, it hasn't felt the same the last not even just sandpaper game, but even leading up to that, yeah, I'd, I'd lost a bit. I don't, and, and I hate that because I do I do love the game. Well, bring on the test matches as soon as possible. I say, Dan, because I think they do restore your love of the game of cricket yeah. to some to some extent. Because the West Indies are our guests this summer, and uh, our guests we get them on or. Well, maybe they could be. They could be some fairly one-sided test matches. So I don't think that solves the problem. No, nah, I think really we're waiting for the uh, Sri Lankan, uh, the South African series. I think is probably the one. And boxing. Do you go to Boxing Day? Oh, I have been. Yeah, I, I must admit I've been to some of them. Fall asleep at others, and my my best work's probably done at home for some of those. Hey, this is just quickly. I found this in the news. We're talking about cricket. Now you've heard about in suburban cricket, before we go to the break, they get these high-profile, well-played mm. international players come and play uh, in the suburbs uh, occasionally, and they're pretty good if they get one or two. There's one club down there in the last year or so they seem to be attracting uh, a, just a... What's the collective noun for international cricketers? A bunch <laughs> of <laughs> international cricketers coming in and playing, obviously for money, and they're sort of uh, taking them off. Yeah. So I wonder where at, how do they get the money to your local cricket club to come out and some busted-ass little cement pitch for these international cricketers And these and aren't play? just a couple of fringe player international cricketers either, are they? No, these are serious ones. So it was the uh, Endeavour Hills Cricket Club is yes. one that they're going very well with it. But I, I found out the reason why, how it all works. Now, I read this this morning. The Monash Crime Investigation Unit <laughs> Detectives... Okay, that's ringing a bell, um, have charged a man following the alleged deception of a quarter of a million dollars from a Mulgrave company. Turns out that he's uh, embezzled this money allegedly, allegedly into his own organisation and then paid some of these cricketers. Wow. Now, when we're talking some, we're talking about uh, former Sri Lankan all-rounder Tilakaratni Dilshan uh, is the captain of the Endeavour Hills team. Chris Gale, West Indian, <laughs> plays there. He's not playing for free. Uh, former Pakistan captain Shaub Malik, Sri Lankan yeah. skipper Dilmuth, plus uh, Dave, uh, Darwin Milan, the English cricketer, yeah. and Luke Proctor. This is a serious lineup down <laughs> at Endeavour Hills, but it turns out... This is a world 11. They're all, you know, the, uh, the bloke that paid them's on the take, which I reckon's hilarious. Wow. So, so the players, you know, they haven't done anything wrong. They're just being asked to come and play and we're going to pay you. They well, don't... Presumably they've been paid, so they turn up this weekend and have a crack, or how does it work? I, I, it's funny, you know, my brother coaches up in Ballarat cricket, and uh, and he, he said, mate, you've got to go down and watch this team play. They're, uh, you, you won't believe it. There's this player and this player. And... But we didn't actually really put our heads together and think, where's this money coming from? It was just the fact that, wow, this is a great thing for the kids. Well, maybe because I'm a former club president of suburban footy, and we always think about <laughs> where the money's coming from when they get these marquee players in. But I've often seen those names and thought, where's that come from? But the, That's my questions were answered 
today. Okay. Well, that, that is it. You might get one or two, but uh, to get a whole team. Oh, it's pretty good, isn't <laughs> and it? And it is a world 11. One thing about stuff. cricket, for sure, uh, there's never a dull moment. There's always something to talk about well, in the game it. of cricket. Well, that's it. Yeah. I know the footy tries to run the narrative during the summer, but uh, the cricket's giving us enough headlines to talk about, isn't it? They are going well in that regard, yeah. you've got to say. No doubt about that. Maybe that was in the mind of the CEO when he bit back at Justin Langer's <laughs> comments here. You were Saturdays at Gippsland. We're live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and four-wheel drive expo here at the Sale Turf Club. We do need to take a break here on SEN Track and we'll be back with Hot or Not right after this break. Welcome back here to the MCG or the Gabba or the Wacker or the Adelaide Oval or the SCG. It doesn't matter where we are down under in Australia this summer. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It is Saturdays in Gippsland indeed and we're live at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Turf Club. Plenty going on. Dan Eddy through until midday. People everywhere, mate. Yeah, it's been good. Constant stream of, uh, of traffic, hasn't it? Um, yeah, everyone, often, a lot of women have stopped to wave at you, I've noticed too. A few blokes. Give it a wash, mate. I'm a grandfather. What are you talking about? Hey, listen, uh, and that's something that happened since I was last here uh, working with Brad, became a grandfather. Which is, well uh, done. Yeah, very good. Got to see him again last night. Little Bo, lovely little fella. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is he a better golfer than you already? He will be. That's, uh, we need to set him a much more difficult task than that one. <laughs> now, speaking of cricket as we were before the break, Dan, yeah. just quickly, you met a bit of an idol he was uh, last idol, yeah, week I, in your role. You meet lots of good people as a sports author. Well, this is a good one. Yeah, I would have loved to have written his book, but uh, Gideon Haig beat me to the punch, but it uh, wasn't Macram was... Uh, growing up watching him, he was unbelievable. He was, would have been scary to face, and uh, especially when he swung the ball in at your toes, you would have been a bit nervous. But uh, yeah, he had his book launch of Sultan, the name of the book, uh, in South Yarra the other day, and it was a, it was a fascinating chat with him and then to meet the great man and uh, my brother's a left arm quick so I took a cricket ball along and got him to scribble on that for him so he'll be happy so that was pretty cool we were just talking about the the great cricketers and I know he played a bit of county cricket he might have played somewhere in Australia as well but he loves Australia his wife's from Australia and uh, I heard that he married an Aussie girl and he barracks for St Kilda yeah, I think that's been forced on him, probably through warning, I imagine. Yeah, yes. or his father-in-law, I'm told. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, so that was, a, that was a big thrill. I was just thinking of international flavour, and, uh, yeah, he was one of the best. No, nah, very good. Worth a mention there. Hey, time's getting away from us, but it is time, this time every Saturday here on Saturdays in Gippsland. It's time for our favourite segment, and it's thanks to Donalda Motors, your official Mitsubishi and tractor dealer in Gippsland is Donalda Motors, Mafra and Bensdale. It's time for Hot or Not. Feeling hot, 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 It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Wait. It is time for Hot or Not, as Dan Eddy continually nodding and winking at all the young ladies as they walk past there. Dan, I'll let you uh, open the batting today. Hot or Not? My mum and dad are here just buying a caravan. I hope they... Well, they're back. They might have bought it already. I hope they buy one for their oldest son, their favourite son. Um, uh, hot or not, uh, is this is this hot? Well, we have covered them, but I just thought I'd get your take on the flavour. Um, the no beer in Qatar, in, in the 85 degree heat over there and, and the humidity. Is that hot or not? Um, I actually don't blame the locals because culturally that's worked nah, out. It is. It's not hot. I okay. agree. But... 
um, the if the organising body that took the money and yeah. gave Qatar the World Cup, they're getting their comeuppance. Now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, and the fans are the losers at 145 bucks for a six-pack. <laughs> Is that hot or not? <laughs> That's not. On my, on my wage, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, just stay in the soccer theme for a second. Uh, Ronaldo has just quit at Manchester mm. United. Is that hot or not? Well, he's only getting paid, what, half a mil a week or something. So um, you'd want to be pleasing your, your, your employer, wouldn't you? No, he obviously has a disagreement with the... The head honchos there, and so that was his way of getting out, was to come out and speak out, knowing full well they'd have to sever ties with him. So I think you'll pick up a job somewhere else. So, hot? Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, or you like to kick Man U when they're down? Well, I used I to... Care less. Yeah, no, prob- it's probably not, but um, I don't nah. think it's going to affect... I don't think it's going to affect Cristiano yeah. too much. I noticed he got one of the softest um, penalties in world history the other night and kicked a goal for Portugal, so they're up and about. Um... Again, we touched on this bloke, but is the comments from Justin Langer during the week, um, which was totally taken out of context, as we know, but yep. was, that, was that hot in your, um, in your eyes, or do we like seeing that with the, the ex-coach coming out? And yep, just... in this case, yes, yeah. it was hot. I liked it. I agree. Real hot. Hot and things is my shorts. I can cook things in it. <laughs> just like yours, Dan, there. I'm just not letting the person know over there. Put it back as well, Dan. Uh, there, you're right. I reckon that's hot. Good on him for speaking up, getting rolled by people that way. And, got any more? Uh, i got one more. Live golf. Hot or not? Well, I was I was big in the not category, but you've sort of won me over with the fact that we do get to see these guys in Australia now because they have a bit more freedom to do their thing. So uh, maybe maybe there is some hot to it. I call it hot. Fool, what is hot? I told you again. I call it hot, but I'll tell you why. As I said earlier, a pro golfer has one job, to play golf for money. So let's not blame them for doing that. All this negativity is coming out of the PGA Tour because they were under the false impression that they owned golf. Yes. And it turns out they don't. And so much so, they engineered it so the Australian Tour had been suffocated. Uh, That's reborn now. And Aussie worldwide champs can come back to Australia and play in the Australian PGA and next week's Australian Open and I'll be at Kingston Heath next weekend Dan no really? doubt about you, that you'd you be in the, the tent with the celebs and well I won't be playing you're in a <laughs> particularly after hearing of your exploits I'll, last week on the on the course I will where'd you finish again um, I think it was somewhere between <laughs> second last and stone motherless <laughs> last particularly Stop. after a terrible. That's my golf game's definitely not hot. There's no <laughs> doubt about that one. Hey, it's almost time for us to go. That was hot or not, thanks to Donalda Motors. Genuine value, genuine service, home of Mitsubishi's tractors, farm machinery. That's Donalda Motors in Mafra and Bensdale. Nearly out of time here, Dan. It's been terrific been to be year. out here at the Gippsland Great Outdoor and Four Wheel Drive Expo here at the Sale Turf Club. Uh, and we're about to sign off. But this show is here all weekend, so get out here to sail across the weekend and have a good look around. It is our last show of the year, Saturdays in Gippsland, and uh, it's a shame that our mate uh, Brad Sinclair's not here. Where is he? Well, he's currently emceeing uh, an event in Hay for the LBTIQ community. He's taken the scissors and cut the ass cheeks out of his chaps, and, <laughs> as he should, but we do miss you, Brad. Hardest man, in, man working man I've ever worked with in radio. Uh, thanks also to Bruce for pushing the buttons here. And to Steve, Steve Woods, yeah. the legend, back in the studio in Melbourne. Thanks so much for your help. Dan Eddy, you've been fantastic. I know, I have. This uh, is, 
This has been Ian and Dan for Saturdays in Gippsland. We'll talk to you again next year. Merry Christmas. Bye for now. You know what I'm talking about.